Hello, welcome to the third episode of the Generation Football Podcast. We're back again, me and Dan. How are we doing? Hello. Dan? I'm alright, Toby. How are you, mate? How are you? Yeah, had a mixed week uh, for, for, mix for, for football. Uh, football. But yeah, we hopefully have a better week on this than I have had watching football. Uh, <laughs> neither of my teams have done very well, and I'm not in a great mood about that, I have to say. But we, we move on, we move on. Uh, so in today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the ever controversial topic of VAR. Never seems to go away from the football headlines, hasn't it, Dan? Not, not really. No, sadly. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of issues with that, but but we'll we'll get onto that in a bit. First, let's start with uh, the first part of the show, which is called Scores on the Doors. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the games from the last week. And last two game weeks. Yeah, really. last two game weeks. Yeah, yeah. they've been they've been a fair bit of football. But we're gonna not gonna dwell too much on all that. We're gonna go through a few of the results and then we'll talk about a couple of games as well that either caught our eye or are related to the team we support. So first game weekend or the week, sorry, in the, the midweek one, was Sheffield United against West Brom and Sheffield United won two one. Then there was against Wolves against Arsenal, with with which Wolves won two one. A bit of an interesting game, wasn't it, Dan? Yes. Yes it was um Controversial, to say the least. It was <laughs> very controversial. There was a lot of very odd decisions in that game. Uh, there was the there was the penalty in the David Luiz red card, which was very yeah. qu- very questionable because it looked like a bit of a dive from the Wolves player. But and yeah, and and the red card as well, subject to double jeopardy. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that later, right? Yeah, correct. We're going to get onto more detail about that. But that. So yeah, Wolves won that game. Probably not. Wouldn't have won that game without the red card, uh, realistically. So red yeah. cards, two two red cards. Oh, I forget. Oh, of course, there was the Burton Leno one, wasn't there? I completely yeah. forgot about that. Which was where he forgot how to be a goalkeeper yeah. for about five seconds. That was really <laughs> that was really bizarre. It was it yeah, really The ball came up towards him. He just ran out of his box and just threw himself at it. And he, he got he obviously handled it. I got a red Fist card. First. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that was definitely yeah, it was a clear red. He had a Absolutely. Complete, complete brain fade from the bloke. But yeah, so yes. the, I saw his stat at Arsenal that since Arteta's first game in charge on Boxing Day 2019, Arsenal have been shown nine red cards, which is six more than any other side, which shows oh either shows they've been treated unfairly or they've had a severe amount of ill discipline, which I think is more of the latter than a lot mm. of ill discipline from that team. From especially, well, David Luiz, I think, has had three red cards of them. So. And we will discuss that greatly in, in more detail later because right. I'm not entirely sure that he got sent off for the right reasons, but we will talk about yeah, that later. Yes, yes, we shall. Uh, so then there was the Man United at Sampton game, which again was full of a lot of controversy. Which we'll get we'll discuss the the ins and outs of that mostly at the end with the VAR debate. But Man United did win nine goals to nil. That's another nine nil thrashing for Sampton. They had one last season, which. Really, it was a bit of a turning point in their season because they actually went on quite a good run of form after that. So maybe yeah. maybe it can be Sampson's turning point again this season, but I'm sure Ralph Hasenhutl won't be particularly pleased with that. I see. You say the turning point. Now, I think personally, their their form this year already has been good enough mm-hmm. that like this might just be it, and this might be the downfall in form. Possibly. It wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't bother me as a Chelsea fan. Orleans to get top four as well, but like. <laughs> It really wouldn't bother me at all. So, well, well, yeah, I, I can understand why, but we'll have to see, really, won't we? I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that game, it was a 
absolute thrashing in the end for Southampton. But they had an early red card, which I, I think ultimately killed the game. It was a red card. It was a reckless challenge. But you have to feel for yeah. the young lad because he. I think it was his, was it first start for him. I think so. Or yeah, it was, it was very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to feel for the lad, but it was a horrible challenge. It was clearly a red. No one should be going in on anyone like that was ever. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Yeah. I mean, after that, it was you know, it was completely so easy. It's ten yes. men, and then obviously the, we have the Bednarek red card as well, which was, which we'll talk about in a bit. Which was obviously a bit questionable and did look get looked up by VAR. Uh, but after that, it was just it was cruise control really. With even the 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 mystery man Dan James getting on the score sheet by the end. Oh my goodness, Dan James. Where's he? Been? <laughs> what a man. Where's he been? Where's he been? He's been he's been hiding off that form he had in the first game of the season last season. <laughs> he's he's yeah. <laughs> I, was, still... I was him. I wish I'd gone out on loan. Well, is he ain't playing? Is maybe. Well, he's not playing. Yeah, but and I suppose well, they bring in they brought in Ahmad Diallo as well, so that probably Shove, maybe would shoves him further down the pecking order again. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan James, mate, I'm gonna say this once: if Go you on. listen to the podcast, which you're probably not. You're welcome at Wickham Wanderers. So <laughs> come on down. Pace. Would you want that too? Would you want him? <laughs> um, well, quite a few pacey wingers. We've got Daryl Hogan. We've got. Uh, Admiral Musque we brought on loan from Leicester. We have Fred on Yadinma. We have Scott Cashcat. We've plenty of pace up front. <laughs> no one could score any goals. That's the problem. In that case, I'd like to retract that offer. And Dan James, if you listen to the podcast, which you won't be, <laughs> the door is open at Chelsea under 23s. So come on. You <laughs> <laughs> can come play with Danny Drinkwater and his mates. Mate, Danny Drinkwater getting sent off against the Spurs under 23s. Underrated <laughs> moment of the season. <laughs> Highlight of the season. He just had a, had a fight with some with some eighteen year olds. Pretty much. Anyway, moving on from Danny Drinkwater onto. Uh... No, we are never going to say those words again. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the last game of that that game day was Newcastle against Crystal Palace, in which Newcastle lost two one, which I thought was a bit surprising in my opinion. They quite well. Um, then we had. On the Wednesday, we had Burnley against Manchester City. Finished 2 0 to City, which was formality, really. Nothing less than that, really. Agree? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I have some comments to make about Raheem Sterling. Oh, which would you? Is, okay, go on. Learn how to finish a ball before the Euros. <laughs> yes, please. Please. Please, Raheem. <laughs> and that's literally all I have to say. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Please, Raheem, if you're listening, please learn how to finish. Because. I have seen an awful lot of shots from you that have gone miles over the bar. No, thank you again. Uh, yeah, he just. It, I think that's a point that has been raised quite a lot about Raheem Sterling and his finishing. Because I remember when when he was at Liverpool, he was he's obviously an incredible talent, incredible player. He's got a he's got a great skill to get past players, great pace. Yeah. But the problem is his finishing has let him down severely. Uh, even those days, yes. and even now, he scored more goals. Yes, he's improved, but. He's not the finished article on his No, but we, fi- we, fi- we, we finally know what would have happened if Kane had squared at Sterling. He would have gone over the bar. Well, that would have been, been even worse. That would have been even worse. Kane, if you're listening, Harry Kane, we're, we're calling out a lot of footballers in the first five minutes of this podcast. Yeah. We should have passed it to Sterling. Next time you're in that, opportunity, in that position, pass it, all right? Yeah, pass it on. <laughs> Don't try and be the hero. Anyway, moving on from Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling. 
we've got Fulham against Leicester, which finished 2 0 to Leicester. Again, not surprising. Fulham have been crap Leicester. Okay. Um, Leeds lost 2 1 to Everton. Again, Leeds have been so inconsistent. This proves it. Uh, yeah, their, their form is weird. Their form is weird. Really Leeds. bizarre. <laughs> went from being New- they went from beating Newcastle to doing that. Uh, yeah, so then the next game was Villa against West Ham. West Ham, it's still in decent ish form. Won 3 1 against Villa, who have again been in reasonable good form as well. Uh, there was yep. the, then there was the game I will not mention too much, uh, which was uh, Liverpool losing one of the Brighton <laughs> at home, which I'm still fuming about, but I didn't really watch because I fell asleep, so I don't really care about that. Uh, then there was the, <laughs> the last game that week, that game week, was on the Thursday in Spurs and Chelsea. Which um, I saw a few, I saw a bit of it. Um, I'm sure you'll talk more about it. Go on, Dan. I'll let you lead on that. As a Chelsea fan. Hi, uh, hi, James. Hi, Jamie. Hi, guys. What's it like to lose to Chelsea? Well, your Spurs players didn't turn up until at least the last 15 minutes of that game. That's all I have to say, pretty much, because we were dominant for the whole first 75 minutes, and then 15 minutes of just pressure from you. But I, all I have to say is, I think we're we're lacking a killer instinct. Obviously, Werner is improving game by game. We'll talk about him in regards to the Sheffield United game as well because he did get man of the match in that game. So, fair play to him. But he is... He, oh, we need that killer instinct. We need that like that, that extra striker that's going to put those 20 goals away that Werner's going to miss those 20 chances, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah just... He's lacking that killer instinct that... He might, he might get it... He will get it at some point. And everyone seems to be like, oh, he's a flop, he's a flop. Worst Premier League signing. I would like to raise everyone who listens to this podcast. Fabio Silva for Wolves is a worse striker signing. Granted, he's only 18, but it's coming for the amount of money that he came in for. Just saying. Um, just I, I would like to saying. raise. I would like to raise a worse one. Than that. I, think you know, oh, I think you know what's oh. coming. It's oh, is it? But he's alone. Oh, he's, oh, it, it's <laughs> Carlos Vinicius. Uh, no, only say that because he's been terrible, and also the fact that Spurs could buy him overrated. Spurs do that. Spurs do that, Mourinho out for yeah. Spurs fans. For everyone else, Mourinho in. Yes. Right, keep him in. <laughs> yeah, he's been awful when Kane wasn't playing, but they're lucky that Kane's well, back that, again. Well, the thing is, that they'll, they'll make a lot of money when they do sell Harry Kane in the summer. So, yeah, so like, <laughs> sign Carlos Vinicius. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving on from Carlos Vinicius. Yeah, so I saw a bit of that game. I mean, what, what you just said sums it up, really. Chelsea was a better team in that game. Spurs didn't really show up. It's really surpri- yep. surprising that Mourinho parks the bus at home against Chelsea. It's quite. It's quite, weird. Quite it was quite an important game. It was quite an important game as well because it was. If they'd beaten us, they would have extended their lead of like four points over us. But now we're ahead of them, and we're only one point behind Liverpool now. But like. Interesting. It, it's it's, it's, it's so up. it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird for Mourinho, but not surprising. It is slightly strange tactics, but yeah, again, not really surprised. He's done it against most teams. He did it against Liverpool twice this season. Trying to park the bus, he's lost. The Backfired both lost. times. Yeah, exactly. Backfired very badly. So yeah, I think very odd. But yeah, the tight, tight, the tight race. Dying, but the top four race is certainly hotting up anyway. Um, moving on to the weekend game, we have Aston Villa who won one 0 at Arsenal. We have Burnley drawing one one with Brighton. We have uh, quite a reasonably exciting game between Newcastle and Southampton. Uh, with. Takumi Minamino scoring on his debut for Southampton. Uh, Congratulations, Takumi. Yeah, well, I'd like to. It's, I think the whole point alone, from a Liverpool perspective, is to get him some game time. He won replaying at all. Yeah. At Liverpool. Fair, fair enough. Fair I enough. think, but 
Joe Willock scored his debut for Newcastle. I'm sure Newcastle played with that signing. They got him on loan from Everton. Everton, sorry. Arsenal, apologies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I think, yeah, decent. I think good good performance from Newcastle, what I heard. Uh, yeah. A bit, like, like, like with Leeds, they've been a bit inconsistent, a bit up and down. But when they do play well, they are a good side, Newcastle. You can play all you want about Steve Bruce, but man, the man isn't stupid. The man knows what he's doing. But he's been around for a while, hasn't he? So he knows what he's doing. He's experienced. He's like Sam Allardyce. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Sam Allardyce has no idea what he's doing. I think, I think, I think, <laughs> I think he's doomed. Uh, but yeah, um, next game, Fulham nil, West Ham nil. Dead rubber, really. But on. there was one bit of controversy, wasn't there? Go on. Was that? Was that the got sent off? It was, oh, oh, of course, the the Suchuk yeah, red card. The... Yeah, that that was a bit interesting. The Suchuk red card for a apparent elbow on Mitrovic. Which again, we'll talk about in our VAR bit because we've it's got... been rescinded, though, hasn't it? So has it's... been rescinded, which is, I think is the right decision. God. At any point, Mike, yeah. Mike Dean. Uh, but anyway, well. yeah, so that wasn't a great decision. But we'll talk about it again no. the VAR debate because we've had a lot of uh, recent controversies that have provoked this debate even further for us. So then the last game of that day was Man United against Everton. It's quite, quite, quite a good game, I thought. 3 3. Um, certain Mr. Mark Goldbridge was not happy at that equaliser going in the last minute. <laughs> Absolute, how you how you say fuming? Um, this was perhaps the reaction from Mr. Goldbridge, but I think yeah, uh, it was a decent game. It's the kind of game I was hoping for, really. I didn't want it to be a boring sort of nil nil. Uh, no, I well I don't really I don't really watch Man United that much unless it's right. against like a team that like you know could make they could get an upset against maybe. Yeah. Well, and, and do you know what? It's always really good, and and I talk about this with my dad. It's always good when you're watching like a team like like a Spurs, a United, an Arsenal, or a Liverpool. If they're losing to like some shite like like Brighton, it's always good until the other team scores, until like Liverpool or whoever scores. Because you're like, oh, here we go, that's it, <laughs> that's that's game over, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the difference is, Evans are not a shite team. They're a, they're a top. Evans are good. They're a top. They're a decent top half side. Top eight. Top yeah, eight side, yeah, I yeah, they're a different top eight side. Um, and yeah, Man United were two and up in that game, and then yeah. there was a bit of an onslaught from uh, the goals from Decore and James Rodriguez, which brought them back in the game again. So it was a good game from what I could see. Josh King made his debut for Everton as well. Good to see. Uh, uh-huh. I, Against his former uh, team, Man United. Oh yeah, forgot he played for them. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, good, good, good on him. Uh, good to see him get some. Get some, hopefully he'll get some few starts. So I really do rate Josh. He kind of went a bit of a lull at Bournemouth, obviously with relegation and not one. against Chelsea though. Whenever he played Chelsea, he likes to score <laughs> goals. That man. Have you still to play Everton this season? Yep. <laughs> well, you look forward to that. At, at home though. At home though. At home though. Not that it makes a difference. No, but like... there's, there's no such thing as home advantage at the minute. With no. Fun. So we'll have to see, no. mate. We'll have to wait till that. But yeah, uh, move on to the Sunday games. There was Spurs won two 0 at West Brom. Great standards. Not as expected, yeah. Kane back, which is huge for Spurs. Absolutely massive. Got him back for that game. Then there was Wolves against Leicester. No, 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 boring. Pretty boring, mate. Uh, Then there was the the biggest game of the week, which was the Liverpool City game, uh, which I don't really want to talk about it too much because I'm very happy about it in case you had one. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) We'll we'll talk about it briefly. But yeah, um. From my perspective, watching that performance, it was certainly second half was pretty awful. Anyway, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. 
Just... Do you want to give a shout out to any Man City player in particular whose um... name begins with Phil and ends in Foden? Not really. <laughs> Not particularly. I. Phil Foden is headed for great things. Okay, he uh, jokes aside of like, oh, Stockport Iniesta, oh, he's overrated. Look, he's not overrated. Okay, he's a very good football player, and England are blessed. They're blessed to have players like him playing for playing for them in the future. If we don't win the World Cup in the next ten years, what's gone wrong? That's yeah, my question. Yeah, yeah, true. It's true. Because these lot are just. He won't, and he won't. He won't stay at Man City forever. He will go to like a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. That guy, like he is good enough to go to one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. Granada City probably are one of the best teams in the world. But anyway, when they, the when he, the whole, but he's never going to win the Champions League. Manchester. I see. I'm not so sure about that because I think that Man City. This could be the year. <laughs> this could be the year. <laughs> we say that every year, but this yeah, could be the year. Man City have said that for like the last four or five years, and they've just flopped every time. Well. It, there's got to be a time where they don't flop. So we'll, we'll have to see. We we'll have to. We'll, 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 when we get near the Champions League, which will be in a couple of weeks, we'll have a proper discussion about the hopes and Indeed. dreams of Indeed. teams, of English teams in the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't really what I wanted to see. Oh, sorry. Just to raise a point, we're not going to talk about the Europa League our way because that's like a subpar competition that uh, what is, only what is, rubbish teams yeah. plays in. What is next? But yeah, what, yeah. What does say when Arsenal beat Slavia Prague? One nil or something. We'll just mention it in 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 in, in very brief detail. Very yeah. quick, five seconds. Yeah. Arsenal one, not, Slavia Prague nil. Uh, yeah, exactly, mate. Correct. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't really particularly pleased with that. Uh, really cool. At least Salah scored a goal for the fantasy. It's all that matters, <laughs> really. He's my captain. Uh, Gun- Gundogan was on my bench and he scored two. So. Uh... Yeah, Ilkay Gundogan is a. Uh, he's think like he's like it's really weird like his his form has come out of nowhere i know he's been injured quite a lot but he's been a bit of a surprise package this year because i think what city have done they've employed him slightly further forward meant he's able to get in towards the box and score some goals and he scored some decent goals he scored twice in that game yeah, fair play to the fair yeah. play to the bloke but yeah all in all yeah didn't really enjoy that game turn it off after 75 minutes i got so fed up <laughs> not in a good mood not in a good mood don't want to talk anymore. Thank you very much. Oh, the things football can do to you. Yeah, it makes you, it's just, makes it's, you, yeah. Makes you incredibly upset. Uh, anyway, is, roll, yeah. rolling on, yeah. rolling on to the Sheffield United Chelsea game, uh, which Chelsea won two one. Um, Dan, let's hear your thoughts. Timo Werner is back, baby. No, he's not, but he's getting back, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, I, I, really, really boring once again. Thiago Silva gone off injured. Hopefully, we're getting him back for the Southampton game, which is like. Next week, um, but yeah, Thiago Silva went off injured. Christensen did a good job coming in, actually. I've got to say, but it's just the passing play is so boring and so backwards, and it's just like, please take the ball forwards. This is why, out of Jorginho and Kovacic, I prefer Kovacic because Kovacic drives it forward. Jorginho is very side to side, he'll do one attempted over the top through ball, and that's it, that's it for the whole game. But you know, yeah, um, but um, apart from that, credit yeah. to Sheffield United, I've got to say, they played all right. Yeah. Uh, nice. Especially when people have called them the worst Premier League team of all time. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> they, were, they were looking like that a few weeks ago, I have to say. Uh, but credit to them and credit to Mason Mount once again, star player, baller, and credit to Timo Werner for getting the assist and winning a penalty. Well yeah. done, mate. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely looking a bit better. Uh, he's not there yet. He's still, I think he's still lacking confidence. And he's still not fully adjusted it's, to the Premier. It's the Tuchel effect. It's the Tuchel effect. It's happening. I think it is helping. But having someone who speaks the same language as you, who has the same, who's obviously managed in the same league as you were just playing in, he'll understand the ins and outs. Well, yeah. help help a lot, I think, in that regards. Yeah, absolutely. And Agreed. then the final game of the weekend was Leeds against Palace, which Leeds won 2 0. Leeds, again, like I said before, it's the inconsistency that Leeds show. They can go from, mm. from that game winning 2 0 to losing 3 2 to Newcastle. So, you know, it's what, how it is with Leeds. Yeah. Nothing more I need to say about Leeds. <laughs> don't really care about Leeds. Really. Uh, there were also some FA Cup games, which happened, a, happened in the last few days. We'll just go through quickly through the results though. We don't yeah. mention too much. Uh, Burnley lost two 0 to Bournemouth, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. Championship team beating Premier team, but Bournemouth in the top of the Championship and Burnley near the bottom of the Prem, so they're not as far as off as you think. Uh, Man United yeah. needed extra time to beat West Ham. Uh, it was the Jesse Lingard derby, but obviously can't. Lingardinho, what a man! Obviously couldn't <laughs> play because of the loan deal, but still, Jesse Lingard derby, which Man United won one nil. Uh, they scraped and scraped after extra time to win that game. Yep. On the Wednesday, there was Swansea lost 3 1 to Man City, which is surprising, but normality. There was Leicester mm-hmm. who beat Brighton 1 0. Again, not really surprising. Sheffield United beat Bristol City 1 0. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, there was, then there was the, probably the most exciting game of all, those, all the games in the FA Cup this week, was Everton against Spurs, which Everton won 5 4 after extra time. Quite a thrilling game. I didn't watch it, but I just heard it was quite a good game. Yeah, I've got to say, Everton played some really nice football, and Spurs at, at, at parts also played some really nice football. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say. And also, gonna throw out there as well, I've oh. got some messages from my mate James who yes. was saying that uh, Harry Winks might be the worst football player he's ever watched <laughs> play football. <laughs> So apparently he was pretty awful against Everton when he came on off the bench. I, f- I have to say that Harry Winks has been incredibly overrated. Bloke is not not good enough to to start in the Spurs teams anyway. He's been he's been on the bench most of the time. If you think about where he's been, he's been playing. He's, he's, yeah, he's how been... how people call him Winksy Esther? Oh, I just goodness oh. me. That I think when we talk about fo- the stop point Esther, that is worse. The yeah, whole Harry Winks thing. That's awful. Truly really dreadful, but to be honest with you, Spurs got better midfield. Soko and Dombali are far better than. So I'm not. They're obviously going to start ahead of him. Really, yeah. if you think about it, I'm just looking. I'm just looking back at the score line for that game. I didn't see Davinson Sanchez score. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? That the, the mystery man, Davinson Sanchez. When was the last match he played? I genuinely can't remember. Uh, it might have started at Chelsea now. Tell you also done well in that game. Ilfie Sigurdsson. Because he's been a bit of a an outsider in the Everton team this season, but when he when he plays, he's performed really well in the FA Cup. So yeah. like, he's he's still a top player. As you can see. Big Gilfie. Yeah, against his old, against his old team as well. <laughs> Give up, forgot about that as well. Wait, yeah, Gilfie Sigurdsson derby. We've had the Jets the Lingardino derby and the the Gilfie Sigurdsson derby in the same. Look yeah, but yeah, uh, Everton were obviously the better team. Need extra time again to beat Spurs. Fair play to them. Good win. Good win. Yeah, yeah. Building up for the good performances United. Good for them. Uh, there were also two more games that were on last night. There was Wolves against Southampton, in which Wolves lost 2-0. And of course, there's the Barnsley-Chelsea game, which you obviously watched as a Chelsea fan. 
which in which Chelsea won 1-0. I think, from what I've seen, Chelsea made it look harder than it really was. They made it half themselves. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I, I would definitely agree. I think we somehow managed to make Barnsley look good. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that's possible because when I watched, I, neither play, do I. Because when I watched Wickham play Barnsley the other season, they were one of the most the worst teams I've seen. I, in fact, I tweeted after that game, Barnsley were the most shut out team I've seen, and you know, I incensed a few Barnsley fan snowflakes on Twitter, <laughs> and they were a bit upset. So you, inst- you mate, you insurrected a riot. We should have you impeached from the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to laugh. Yeah, the Barnsley fans didn't take that very well. But anyway, yeah, you were saying that it wasn't a great game. No. Really. But, you know, you have to... Yeah, Sometimes you have to have these, have these games where the low league team makes it a bit hard for you. And you have to scrape it out. But you managed it in the end. You managed to win the game. That's all that matters. Yeah. On to... Who is it you're playing next? Sorry? Uh, we're playing Sheffield United. Should we predict the winners of these games? So the quarterfinals right. are... Can I get them up? Everton versus... Everton, I've got them up here. Okay, go Everton versus Man City. Okay. Uh, Man City win. Man City win, yep, back in yeah, back Yeah. 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 Uh, Leicester City versus Man United. Oh, that's too close to call. I'm going to say Man United win, though. I'm going to say Man United after extra time. But Bournemouth versus Southampton. South Coast Derby. Southampton win. Yep, Southampton win. Okay. And Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Chelsea win. Arrow, Chelsea win. Um, uh, then I reckon Chelsea versus Southampton semi final and yeah. City United semi final. And man, Chelsea man. will play Man City in the final. That would be, be a tasty <laughs> semi final, Man City against United. It would, it would. Anyway, but yeah, some, some, some interesting results this week. Uh, some high scoring games in parts. But yeah, not too yeah. bad, not too bad. So let's have a look. Next part, we're going to have a prediction. So, Dan, uh, we're going to quickly say. Wow. So the British had last week because it was a it was a mixed yeah. mixed bag of, of of success for us in the predictions front. It was how, not that great. How did you do in game week twenty two, Dan? Uh, in game week twenty two, hold on one moment, please. <laughs> so just remember again, reminder: it's one point for the correct outcome and three points for the correct exact score. Yep. So in game week twenty two, I got four points. So I did not do very well. <laughs> no, a mixed bag from you, mate. I got I got six points in that week. Uh, it is. With a correct prediction again between Leeds and Everton. Um, yep. And then game at 23, I also got six with two perfect scores of yep. Spurs-West Brom game, which was 2 the Spurs, and the Sheffield United Chess game, which was 2 with Chelsea. So pretty pleased with that outcome. How did you do that week, Dan? Uh, I got five points. Uh, I don't remember what games I got right. I don't really care. To be I think you did. I think you did, <laughs> I think you did get a perfect score in one of those. I think. I did not get a perfect score. You didn't? Uh, oh, oh. Anyway, no, but I just got. Yeah. That's not bad. How does the overall rankings look, Dan? You really always tell you. Yes, <laughs> I, mate. I'm, I'm, We've got to I'm keep on, up I'm, this. I'm on 19 points, mm-hmm. and you are on 25 points. Excellent. So you're ahead at the moment, but it could all change very quickly. It could, but we're extending the lead, it's all matters. So, indeed, there's nice predictions. We're going to quickly talk about predictions for next week. Uh, we'll quickly we'll, we'll dash through these we'll very quickly. We're only going to do the round for the weekend game coming up in yeah. the next few days. So, the first game of the weekend is Leicester against Liverpool. Dan, prediction, go. Uh, controversial lesson to win 2-1. Uh, Liverpool's form's awful. <laughs> lesson to win 2-1. Uh, 
I'm I've I'm gone for the opposite score. I've got two on to two on to Liverpool. Uh, I think we can win that game. It's we to do quite well against Leicester in recent. I'm hopeful of pulling something out of the bag because, as we saw, we haven't been that we haven't been great. We haven't been that that bad. Some games, the Spurs That's game, the Spurs game, the West West Ham game, we were very good in those. So mm-hmm. I could see us winning that game. It might well be a draw, but I'm backing Liverpool to win that game. Uh, next game was Palace against Burnley. I've gone for one-one. What have you gone for? Two one to Burnley. Two one to Burnley. Four. Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood, you're my guys. You're not really my guys, <laughs> but yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, mate, lovely. <laughs> uh, Brighton against Villa. I've got, uh, what have you gone two for? nil to Aston Villa. Sorry. That's all right, mate. I've gone for two one. So both gone for a Villa win there. Uh, then on the, yep. on the Sunday we've got. Southampton You've missed against... out Manchester City versus Tottenham, by the way. Oh, I do apologise. You're, you're <laughs> very, very right there. Go on. What's your prediction for that? Uh, two one to Manchester City. I think I think Tottenham will score first, mm-hmm. and it'll be like some really shit house goal because that's how Tottenham play their football. Correct. Um, and then City will just go beast mode. Okay. And, and win. Okay, cool. I've gone for three one to City. I think City will. Uh, too much firepower for Spurs' defence. Yeah, now moving on to Sunday, as I was intending to do. Um, Southampton against Wolves. Uh, do we go first? I'll yeah, go first. Yeah, go on, mate, uh, go on, mate. 2 1 to Southampton, I've gone for. I've gone for a 2 2 draw. Danny Ings, your little dancer. I need him to score goals for the fantasy, mate. Him and Chad Adams need goals from him. Uh, then we have Arsenal against Leeds. Uh, again, I think Leeds will be. Yeah, missed out on a whole other game again. I'm getting, I'm getting. I wrote down West Brom Man United later. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, I wrote it before, it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. It's when I cocked up, when I cocked up earlier when I wrote them, missed one out. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal gets Leeds. I think Leeds will continue to be inconsistent. Go from they'll, they'll go loss win, and I think they'll have a loss again. I'm gonna go for three one. Go down. This is where I, this is my highest scoring one of the round. Ooh, ooh. So I think controversial. I hate Leeds and I hate Arsenal. But I hate Leeds more. Four three to Leeds, I reckon they're gonna win <laughs> against well, the mighty Arsenal. Wow. That's quite something, mate. Quite something. Uh, exactly. You've got to be bold to win these sort of things, Toby. You do, mate. <laughs> I unfortunately don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, Neither Ever- do I, but I've done it anyway. <laughs> you can hope. Uh, Everton against Fulham. Uh, I've gone for three one to Everton. Fulham up. So have I. So have I. So have I. Oh, same score. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really. I can't see Fulham win that game because Fulham aren't that good. Everton are in okay form at the minute. Uh, then there is then there is the West Brom against Manchester United, which I've gone for two one to Manchester. Gone for three one to Man United. Penandes, you little dancer, get a hat trick, please. You, have you got any of the phrases, Dan? <laughs> huh? Have you got any of the phrases? What you phrases? Said you little dancer, I'll let you everything. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna keep saying it now. It's every, my thing. For every person, <laughs> for every person you've got in your fantasy team. Every person. Alzate, you little dancer. <laughs> He's not my fantasy team. <laughs> I did. Have, I actually had Alzate for a few weeks at the start of the season. Oh, you should have had him in a couple of weeks ago, mate. When no, he scored I, it, so. I've taken him out, which is annoying. Um, anyway, uh, West Ham against Sheffield United on the Monday. What have you gone for, Dan? Who won to West Ham? Uh, I'm in agreement, yeah. I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. And then finally, the last game of the weekend, Chelsea against Newcastle. Who won Chelsea? I'm in agreement, the same score. But I think we'll make it hard for ourselves. I think we'll again. Be, I think we'll, one of those kind of games that we will make it hard for yourself because yeah, it's Chelsea. Would you, I'd be surprised if that had happened? So no. we've had a little discussion about scores that have happened. We've got a few predictions going for next week. Now, 
time for the main debate on you know you, you never would have guessed it VAR well 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 done VAR VAR had a bit of a mixed history so far in the Premier League uh, yes this being introduced a couple of seasons ago uh, and it's had some interesting moments it's fair to say in the last few years Interesting is a bit of an understatement, I'd say. It's yeah. had some very awful, awful moments, really. <laughs> yeah, over the last two seasons, since it's been in the last two seasons, there have been some, how you say, dreadful decisions. Also, some yeah. ones, also some ones that wouldn't have happened in in otherwise. So I think it has has been beneficial in some some regards. Yep. Which is still, but, but like the one that was a couple of weeks ago with City against. Um, West Brom, where their goal was given offside, but they actually the player was so far onside. Yeah, and that and that got overturned rightly. That kind of stuff would have been I think wrong in before, but I think that has really helped in that regards. But there's been a lot of controversy otherwise. I I I just think as well though the the thing with VAR in this country at least because you watch other countries play football and they have their VAR. Yeah, our our referees. That almost don't want to be proved wrong by VAR, so they just try and try and try to not go look at the monitor. And it's sort of like, well, just go look at the monitor, then you'll be able to make a decision yourself. See, that's why it's there. Yeah, see, it's there to be used. Yeah, yeah. The good thing is, like, the good thing is, I've seen a lot more of it the last few weeks of going to the monitor, which is good. Yeah, the referee to get but his still, own view. There's still been wrong decisions made, even with the, the monitor being used. They're, they're, our, our referees are the most arrogant referees in Europe. I do think, right. <laughs> I do agree. I think British referees have had a lot of problems with it. I think you think, yeah. you, th- you think of the likes of uh, Howard Webb and Mike Dean, ones that I've thought of. Mike, <laughs> Anthony Taylor. Yeah, and Anthony Taylor. There's a lot, there's been a lot of them have had some, have been like very, had like clear egos on the pitch and clear agendas in some cases. Um, but yeah, so a lot of problems with VAR. There's so many gone for hours about VAR being problematic. But but we're going to try and condense it into a nice cheeky little half an hour or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> try and condense what we've, what we've seen. So how I've tried to condense it is to is the ways that VAR is allowed to be used. So VAR as a concept is allowed to be used in certain situations uh, which are serious. So the first one of these is looking at red cards um, as, as a key point. And then they also look at uh, decisions like penalties. So they can, look at, they, can, they can look at both the decision of penalty being given and goalkeepers stepping off their line too early as well. They can check both of yep. those. Um, there's also uh, offsides, which is probably one of the more controversial ones. Uh, where, it yep. brings up, where it brings up the lines on the screen, they line up the angles between the the, the last player of the defence and the player of the attack mm-hmm. that they examined, and also there is uh, looking at handball, um, yep. which has been incredibly controversial over the last few years. Uh, watching which is far. really weird because it should just be black and white of to, yeah. as to what's yeah. handball, but they've they've changed the rules so many times. Yeah, it's been a bit bizarre. sorry. The laws, they're not the rules. Yeah. I know people would get upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think yeah, that's been... Because it should be clear. Mm-hmm. Handball should be clear. Offsides, you thought, would be clear. But actually, it's made it even worse for offsides. Because some have, yeah. been, so, some have been 
so marginal. And penalty kicks of dodgy penalties and yes. cards given. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll roll on to some specific examples we've got down. So if we start with some red card ones, uh, <laughs> one of the ones that I know bugs you was the one of Giovanni Lo Celso last season on Aspilicueta. So tell me, why why, yeah. why, why, why do you think it's a controversial? Tell me. So, so what happened was, this was in front of the Chelsea bench and the Tottenham bench. Uh, Aspilicueta has gone for the ball. The ball's gone. And Giovanni Lo Celso has literally like, trod on his like, leg, pretty much like halfway up his leg. Any other, like, if he puts a bit more force into that, that is a leg breaker. And that is potentially like very dangerous and career ending for Aspilicueta. But they go to VAR, they look at it. I, I, I don't, I don't know. He clearly didn't look at the monitor, but they've literally looked at it and gone, "Nah, that's all right. That's fine." And how you can look at that and see that like someone who's because even if like they didn't have VAR, and if you looked at that anyway, if you're a referee and you've seen that, you're giving that as a red card. But with VAR, they've looked at it. Giving that extra extra look, and you're like, "That's not a red card." How? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I, it, it it's not it's not great to be agreed about a thing that happened over a year ago, really. But no, I, it's just, no, just true. Yeah. I mean, I think your words sum up it. It's baffling how that was. Yeah. His Lasalle has clearly gone in with intent, and it's, it studs up. It's not like he's just knocked into him. His studs have yeah. probably gone into Aspelquetta's leg. And how that's yeah. not red, I don't know. That's the whole point of VAR was trying to remove uh, bad challenges by players like that that are clearly showing yeah. a malicious intent. I don't know how. Yes, absolutely. I really don't know how. Um, but yeah, that was an awful one. Uh, another, yeah, another one. You, awful. Another one you feel a bit aggrieved about is the Harry Maguire and Michi Batshuayi, which also happened last season. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't remember it that well, but I'm sure you will remember it better than I could. Oh, I remember. I remember it was. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, so what happened was, again, the ball's gone off by the technical area, and Batshuayi's on the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, not Batshuayi, uh, Maguire's on the floor, and he's put his foot up, which the, he then came out after the game and did a, a bit of interviews like, oh yeah, it's just a natural way to what, where my foot was going to be when I was getting up, and it's like, well, well no, and he's literally kicked Batshuayi in the balls it's i don't know whether because it wasn't on the pitch it doesn't count as like a violent thing but it should because like you said because because if someone goes and punches the manager a player goes and punches the manager that's a red card yeah so why should it be if, you, if you're kicking someone in the balls that's also a red card yeah, so it's, it's the same as if a, sub- a substitute can be sent off a manager can be sent off if a substitute runs yeah. on and, and, and runs into another one of the players and starts having a fight with him that's a red card for the substitute so yeah. I don't think that really comes into it because given what you've just said, the bash the bash white one. Yeah. It's clearly red for Maguire. Like he can't go he can't go kicking out of players on the floor. That's no, and you've seen it and you know that that's a red card. No, right? it's, <laughs> it's clearly a red card. It's it's a shocking decision. Yeah. We'll talk about players and basically off the almost off the ball incidents. The one that I really agrees with me is the Pickford on Van Dyke at the start of the season. Mm. Right, oh, so wanna wanna give some context to this. So I think it was a corner. And it came back to Van Dyke, got rebounded back to Van Dyke from the corner. And he, they're both going for the ball, which is fine. That's perfectly legitimate. Both go to the ball. And Pickford just goes straight through Van Dyke and it, it destroys Van Dyke's knee, basically. So, the problem, problem with this one is, is that 
they did the they, VAR checked it. Check is is the penalty? Is the red card? Uh, they saw that Van Dijk was offside, so that's why they didn't give us a penalty, which is fine. I'm not I have a problem with that. The main problem I have is not giving him a red card because it's clearly violent conduct. The ball. Mm. And it, does, it shouldn't matter whether it's offside or not. If a player goes through another player and bre- practically breaks his leg, that's 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 a and red card. It's a red card. Essentially, end of the season yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, it's, but I, but but then again, but then you can't really give context to because because uh, he 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 walks off. Most people who get an ACL don't get don't walk off. No. And Van Dyke walked off. So it can't like it obviously it's bad, but I think you can't really give context to red cards and be like. Oh, but, he, but he's been injured for the rest of the season, so it has to be a red card. No, I, I, I do agree it is a red card, but you know what? I know where I'm coming from, right? No, I do, but I don't think that really tech comes into account with that particular no. because, because it's an awful challenge and it shouldn't happen and it should be off. Simple as. Like I said, like the example I gave with the substitute, substitute attacks another player. It's a red mm. card, regardless of he's on the pitch. It's still, it's still red. Yeah. So that's one of the things I have a major issue with the fact that it's, it's still foul play. The end of the day, and think of yeah. foul play. There is the one that is really not foul play at all. There's a lot of foul play on, on a different player's part. Was the Suchek supposed elbow on Mitrovic, uh, which Mitrovic absolutely milks the hell out of it and gets Suchek sent off for an elbow. In, I think it's like 90 plus seven, I think it was that red card in a nil nil game. What's the, po- what's the point? What is the point of trying to get someone sent off in a 90 plus seven? I don't get well, it. Well, it's nil nil. Don't, like that's pretty much the end of the game. I just I don't get it either. It's ridiculous. Apparently, Mitrovic did say to the referee that it it wasn't a red. Oh, but still, <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's a bizarre referee, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's, it's and hence why it's been overturned because it was wrong. The referee cocked it up so badly. Yeah. I think is that was that Mike Dean? Was that I think Mike it Dean? was Mike Dean, wasn't it? He got a load of like abuse on his family. Which yeah, was, and was, we we uh, we just like to say that that's not acceptable. No, so if if, if if a referee or a player does something that you don't think is right, don't give him shit. <laughs> like no. it, it, it's nothing to give him shit over. Like completely because you've seen all the stuff coming out about like Alex Tuanzebi getting all this horrible, horrible abuse. No, it's Completely wrong. unwarranted. It's so wrong. And like, it's so wrong. And it's so backwards of today's society as well. Like, Especially it, the, like, era, the era we live in. Like, like, I, get, I get you're upset, but it doesn't mean you resort to death threats to Mike Dean's family or send racist abuse to players. It's, unaccept- no, exactly. it's unacceptable. You can be upset, but don't, don't go messaging them or send them comments, horrible comments. It's not necessary. Keep it yourself. Keep your anger to yeah. yourself. No, I completely have a, have agree. A bit, have a bit of control. Like, yep. I'm just looking at the red card from this game, and David Moyes called it embarrassing, and it really was embarrassing for me. He's sitting here, had access to VAR, to, to the, he looked at the monitor, he checked the monitor, and yet still sent him off. I don't get it. It's awful. But do you not think as well, though, if a manager is coming out, a manager of a football club is coming out and saying that that's embarrassing, then obviously some fans will take that as being like, Oh, that's it. I, I'm going to send that that Mike Dean all this abuse, like because their manager said it. So, it, oh, it's okay. No, I, I, I do see you coming from, and I don't. I because people are people are idiots, though. There are a lot of idiots around. We know that's been can't trust people. <laughs> can't trust people, Jez. Uh, yeah, there, there really are a lot of people you can't be trusting with the internet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it's it, it is brainless from the referee, but like I said, it shouldn't be. A target for 
No, and shout out to shout out to Twitter and Instagram for starting to crack down a bit more on well, it. Well, I don't know but, what they're doing personally, well, they, but well, they say really they say that, but yeah. I don't think they're actually going to do. It. I well, they need to because otherwise, what's the point of saying you're doing on anything? A, on a, well, they definitely have to, but I think it's a little bit of a facade again that they'll make up some crap. That they'll say, oh yeah, we're yeah. We're, we're trying to get trying to be better, but really, let's do some like stupid, flashy things to cover it up. They're not doing anything. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's beyond the point. Um, yeah, it's those those decisions alone just, just mm-hmm. got them so wrong, and that just proves a lot of points about VAR being not getting stuff right. When clearly there's replays for a reason. Check this stuff. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the second part, the penalties. So this one kind of links in with the red card one. This is the David Luiz double jeopardy against Wolves. Yeah. What's interesting about this is they've. I thought they changed the rules in double, je- double, je- double Jeopardy. Do you want me to, do you want me to find the rule? Because I yeah. have the rule. Yeah, would you, yeah, would you, you like... just keep talking and I'll find it because yeah, yeah. I have the rule on yeah. my phone. Yeah, would you have to get that for me? Yeah, but... Okay, yeah. So, oh, I've got it. Sorry. Go on, so, go the on. rule... So, so the, he says, the previous triple punishment rule meant that a player who denied a goal-scoring opportunity was automatically red-carded and handed a suspension as well as giving away a penalty. However, the law has now changed so the players committing accidental fouls. That was an accidental foul. Uh, that deny a goal-scoring opportunity are not automatically sent off, but cautioned instead. And obviously the penalty is still given, but that's not the rules, and he shouldn't have been sent off. See, the, the, problem, is, the <laughs> problem is with that one is, the referee's obviously interpreted that as deliberate. So that's why he sent him off. Well, this is, this is the thing, though. This is the problem, that he's been sent off for his reputation. And yeah. <laughs> any other Arsenal player who does that is not going to get sent off. No, but because David Luiz has got the most red cards... I, I I feel like he's getting sent off for his reputation there, which no, is no. I I do I do. There is a different element of that. He has a reputation of being sent off because he's had three red cards in the time he's yeah. been at Arsenal. He's only been asked for two, like two or three. Years. He's only had six red cards. Yeah. Three three red cards out of the six Arsenal red cards. Ridiculous, yeah. really. But David Luiz has been targeted like that. But I can promise that one. You can kind of see what the referee's given it because. He's just denying a clear goal score. The issue is uh, that it was a dive for the penalty. Yeah, that's the issue yeah. I have with it. It's the fact that, or or if there is contact, it's the minimum, like the smallest amount of contact, not enough for him to go down like oh, that. Oh, absolutely, it's a complete dive from the wall. Yeah, um, and what, what, what makes shock? What, what makes yeah shock exactly? What makes this even worse <laughs> is the FA rejected the appeal by Arsenal, had the red card rescinded, which I think is awful because it's not a red card if. But it, what makes it even? Oh, sorry, God. Yeah, because because it's a dive, it's not a red card, and it shouldn't have been a penalty either. But he got very unlucky, there, really. And what kind of rubs salt in the wounds is the next one we're going to talk about? The Martial dive oh to get Bednarek sent off, which is even worse because it's a clear dive. Bednarek was literally saying it. They had they showed it on BT Sport that he was saying to the cameras, "Oh, Martial said it was a dive, whatever." Yeah. I see that. Yeah, it's um, truly, truly shocking. And that, and the thing was that that got to overturned. Maybe because it's a bit more obvious than the Arsenal one. Yeah. But at the same time, they're pretty much the same. Just overturned both of them. But, but the FA don't want to see it be seen to be weak. So. No, I think I think the FA. That's... Yeah, you're right. The FA don't want the referees to seem crap. Which they are. Yeah. See, a lot of these yeah, prove, yeah. Prove, prove that they're crap. They're not good enough. Even, yeah. Like, even in like League One and League Two, without VAR, the referees are crap. Like this, this and, crap. and the Championship as well. This is this is a genuine this is a genuine thing I want to say. The FA really needs to up its game on referees because across all the leagues they are awful. 
and they make terrible decisions yes. every week. And I know, I know, I know they're human, and people make errors. Yes, I agree. But the problem is they're making so many obvious mistakes every week, and the fact that ones in League One, League Two aren't professional is even worse. It means that they're just like yeah. casual referees who just give awful decisions. Like this is a genuine. Th- oh, I've said this, like I said again, this is a genuine thing, an issue. Yeah, it's a serious issue mm-hmm. in football. Referees, especially in in, in in top flight in England, is awful. It really is. Yeah, and like no, I do agree. Like we're saying about the Benrick one, that was a truly awful decision because it clearly died. I mean, the, mm-hmm. game, the game was dead by that point. Yes, but it doesn't excuse a poor decision like that, really, does it? At all. Yeah. Agree. So, uh, really interesting here. It yes. says on <laughs> it says on the Premier League app that Mike Dean refereed. Oh no, it doesn't say anymore. What it says referee. Oh, no, that's Craig Porson. Never mind. But it says there's two referees. It says that Mike Dean refereed Wolves game and he refereed the Man United game, what? which is impossible. <laughs> yeah, it literally says that. I don't get it. But he only refereed the Man United game. We'll just talk about that. Right, yeah. But yeah. 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 Right, yeah. so David, I'm looking at David's stats in the Premier League. He's had four red cards in the Premier League in 200 appearances in the Premier League. And the majority of those for Chelsea. They had yeah. one for yeah. Chelsea in that time. <laughs> we'll if we go through to... One red this season. Two last season. Two last season as well. So, I mean, those ones are more, well, well, more clear-cut than this one. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, yeah, it's pretty pretty ordinary work for the yeah. Premier League. Uh, so we've talked about red cards, talked about penalties. Talked about one of the sort of the, 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 the more debated ones of on VR decisions. It's probably the offsides. Because there have been, I couldn't tell you how many narrow offsides I've seen. The last yeah. few seasons, I've seen. Problem is though, most of these really narrow ones are always given the favour of the of the defending team. I think it's a little unfair because some of these are so close to call, and I don't know, I don't know how they call some of this one. Some of them are, are really, really close. I mean, I remember the one last season, which was the Ryan McGoldrick goal getting given offside for Sheffield United against Spurs. Yeah, where the Spurs, the sorry, the Sheffield United player was played the played the ball across was on the right hand side, and he's literally was like fractions of a millimetre away from that line. Yeah. Fractions just... over. Which I don't, I don't I don't think it was. I think that was a very unfair no, decision. I, yeah, I agree. And I think the benefit of the doubt should go to the attacker, personally. I think there should be a, should be an element of lead wing. But it's, it's a really tough one. Because mm. I've said this before with the VR system. It's not as fine-tuned as other, other review systems on the boards. Like, if you, think about, no. if you think about cricket, the review system is pretty good. It... Has has leeway. It has leeway for the for the umpire to give to give the decision either way. So say it's say yeah. say we look at LBWs and it's hit, hitting in the stumps. It's in line, and it's hitting the wickets, but it's trimming the bales, and it's been given umpire's call. That means whatever the umpire's given, out or not out, goes with them. So that's I think that's a much better way of doing it. But how's it integrated? Hawkeye, to... Hawkeye in tennis as well is pretty good. Yeah, true. It, but it's for very, that sort of stuff. So I think off the off. Mainly the offside rules can learn from this. With in terms of improving the system, it's the other ones are more way more subjective. That's the problem with them. Yeah. Than what you see yeah. in cricket, or tennis, or or rugby even. Like yeah. Like the cricket where they have like the the snicker which the detects the noise of that. That's pretty obvious most of the time. Yeah. They have it in um in NFL as well. They have quite a good efficient refereeing system in NFL. Yeah. It's um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they have like video, but their their rules are just clear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah, yeah. you cannot 
push someone with your hand on the face mask. You're not allowed to do that. And it's like, yeah, you can, but like in, in, in our football, it's like you can. If if the ball touches you above the shirt sleeve, it's not handball. Even if you have literally moved it towards the goal to yeah. stop it from going in, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Like we've said, like I said before, the the rules are very vague and they need to be sorted out. We'll talk about it in yeah. a second. But with handballs, but the issue I have is that there's no way of like really resolving some of these issues because they're very much human interpretation. And one thing, yes. I, one thing I think they should in, include in football. Is allow the captain to have one review a game. Say to the referee, "Can we look at that again, please?" And in, in a more official way, then all the players crying around and go, "Ref, ref, look at it, look at the big screen," kind of thing. Yeah, they need to have. And I think it sort of that pressures the ref a bit if you get all yeah. those like. Exactly. It's just yeah. And I think there's an, I think there's an issue in football anyway with players crying around the ref a lot and influencing decisions, especially around sort of red cards and stuff. Yeah, it's and a it's a bit like as well. Sort of in some situations, it's quite like who can scream the loudest. Yeah. Gets the red, gets yeah. the other player sent off. Yeah, essentially, exactly, it's very like that. So that's why I think if you give it a more official means for it, in having each captain can say to the referee, "I'd like to check. Can we check that decision on that offside, please?" And the referee will say, yeah. "Okay, this is your review. We'll check it for you. If you're right, you keep your review. If it's wrong, you lose it." It's like yeah. other sports uh, reviews in cricket. If you if you, it, if, you, yeah. if you if you use them up, they're gone. If you keep getting them right, you can keep having it until you get one wrong. So I I. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's I, a good idea. I think it really is. It needs to happen. So was... But the problem is some of these decisions are very tight and very human related. We're talking about yeah. we're offsides. We said about the Sheffield United one, which was very narrow. There's one that Liverpool had go against them. One this season, actually, was a Roberto Firmino one against Everton, which, again, was so minimally tight that I don't know how you can give that either way, really. Mm. I think... I'm gonna... Sorry, I'm going back to cricket again, but... There's, like, there's some of those ones that are no like worries. some of those ones that are like so minimal that they give them in favour of say the batsman. Like 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 I've said about stumpings where the the player moves his foot up front of the line. The player has to have his foot behind the line. So some of those ones have a bit of leeway, but you can't because you can't decide whether his foot's touching the ground or not. You have to give it as a not out and give the benefit yeah. of the doubt to the batsman because it's so unclear. This is the issue I have. Mm-hmm. I think if it's so tight have to just say you can't give it as an offside because it'd be unfair and yeah so that's kind of my view on that and but the... then but, but I, I think as well i think that sort of introduces the issue of players intentionally making or well, i don't know if you can but like i don't know if you can make sure it's intentionally close because I, you could you could probably time your run perfectly yeah but have like your finger your finger out and yeah. you, but 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 the thing is, you'll know that because your fingers out, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt because mm. your fingers out. Uh, I, I, I it could be abused a bit. I think. I think. I think that would be very hard to abuse. Very much timing thing. I'm but, sure people would definitely figure out how to do it. Man United. Perhaps, but, sorry, but <laughs> I personally don't see how they could do that. But yeah, so that off that off, the couple, I've seen a couple of Bert Firmino ones that have been given offside very narrowly the last few the last couple yeah. of seasons. Been. Unfair because it's very minimal. Oh. Can I can I talk can I talk about one as well? Go Sorry, on, on, this is completely on. unrelated, go but on, this is on, in the on. Champions League last year. Yeah. Um, it was Chelsea versus Ajax, yeah. and it was four four. Uh-huh. And I think what happened was there was yeah no, so there was a handball in the build up to a goal. Yeah. But like it definitely wasn't a handball. Yeah. And it got given this this kind of in a way smartly here leads on to our next one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like it it. it 
it was Tammy Abraham. This would have won us the game. It would have been five, five, four. Yeah. And like everyone celebrated limbs and everything. And then VAR just kills it, doesn't it? VAR just kills the, yeah, come on, we've scored. And then it's like, oh, VAR checking pro- process. See, see I, I, I know what you mean. It's kind of like in rugby with the, with the, the tries, but the try, there they go, they go. Uh, and they go, the TMO, that you, they go like, let's check that on the big screen. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Decision <laughs> pending. You're like, oh shit, oh shit. Please, please don't, please don't overturn this try. Oh look, oh no, there's, yeah. a, there's been a knock on in the process, and you're like, oh for God's sake, you get really irritated. It's kind of like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, go back to offsides. I think that there have been a couple of really bizarre ones. Certainly, the last few weeks, which we've noticed. The one that I want to really highlight is the Che Adams one against Man United, which I don't know how you can give it offside. I don't even, not even his hand is over that line. I don't know what they've based that on. I really don't. Really strange. It's yeah, it is strange. It's the same with the Son one against Liverpool as well. A couple that, of weeks that ago, that game was so tight. Where so tight and so uh, tight. it's just it's really hard. How you can say, oh yeah, that's offside. I, I just don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, these ones are really narrow. I think that one was just offside. I'm not trying to not not, not being biased here. I genuinely think it was just offside, but. As I said, as I said to you guys, it is so tight that it could go either way. Yeah. I mean, it really could. On another day, Riff could have given that. It's just one of those things with offsides. It's very subjective a little bit with what looks like it's, what looks like it's behind the line or over the line or whatever. It's really tight. Um, mm. Yeah, there's lots of questionable ones. You could, I could go on for days about offsides that have been questionable the last few seasons. We have to, we all could. <laughs> we, have, we have to move on to handballs for a little bit. So... The one example I want to pick out, which I know you you originally saw and you talk, told me about this, was the Matty Cash one yeah. against Southampton. Go. So weird. He so he's literally in line with the goal with with the ball. I don't know who's had the shot. Like Armstrong or someone. He's had <laughs> yeah, the shot yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. essentially Matty Cash is like lent out with his arm and like it's hit his arm, stopped it from going in the goal, and the referees have decided to go to VAR and not give that as a red card. And not give that as a penalty, oh. like <laughs> I do. Uh, how? I've no idea. I, I actually was bemused at that. I'm not even a Southampton fan, and I was just like, "How has that happened?" So, so I'm just watching it now. I've got a clip up. I've not. I've, I've, I, I, I have. I'm genuinely bemused how that's been not been given. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like, a weird like, one. Like, what's happening? Like you said, right, rightly said, Stuart Armstrong has a shot, and he's it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be on target. Clearly on target. The keeper's going the wrong way. And Matty Cash deliberately sticks his hand out towards the ball. I don't know how you can't argue that's a natural position because that's not. He's just stuck. Matty Cash. Matty Cash loves getting his handballs. He loves. <laughs> he, he loves it. Anyway, yes, he's like, it's not. The, it's not. The, it's not the first time. I don't know anymore. But yeah, so he sticks his arm out quite clearly and obstructs the ball. I, yep. do, I, I don't know how that's not denying a clear up goal goal scoring opportunity. No. He's shot on target towards the goal. It's clear going in. The keeper may save it, fine, but you clearly are denying it. I don't know how. Yeah. And I know in the match report it said it hit his thigh. That has never hit his thigh. It's nowhere near. It's on the, it's on the upper yeah. side of his arm. Not, not, not between his arm and his thigh. It's above his arm. So I don't know how you can give that. It's not a handball. It's, tr- it's like the... Uh, shocking. It's not, that, it's not that Trent one that, like, I was actually convinced genuinely for a while that, that like, it hit his hand. But you watch it again. We watched it last night. And it is... It's his it hits his knee. It hits his knee or his thigh, and you're like, "How can Pep be angry about that?" It's literally hit his thigh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean, those those kind of things are really hard to see in real time. 
That's why yeah. this is why VR is here to stop these being misinterpreted mm-hmm. one way or the other wrongly. But it's again, this this proves it's failed again. Um, yeah, should we just talk, quickly talk about one that sparked a bit of debate in our group chat? Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Which wasn't really sort of anything. Nothing really got picked up on it anywhere. No. But Alison appeared to, in the view of me and Jamie, yeah, appeared to handle it outside the box. See, and yeah. to you, he obviously he, he didn't. But I, it's it's so close, and it we bring it back to the Emmy Martinez one. In the FA Cup final, yes, yes. where he clearly handled it outside the area, mm-hmm. nothing got given. Now, my yeah. dad is a referee, mm-hmm. up to like not, not not like a decent standard, but he referees in like the Berks and Bucks things. So he's qualified, yeah. And he said that if you handball it, if you if you're a goalkeeper and you have your hands outside the area, no matter where your feet are, that is handball. Like that is definitely handball. Yeah. But we looked up the rules, didn't we? And we could not find it. Anything that said that at all, so this, which is, this, this is awful. What, what I said before about the rules inconsistent and unclear. This proved it. Like I, like Dan said, I thought it wasn't a hand. I thought it was just inside. The problem is you're basing it on split second split of, of videos of, and yeah, and you can't zoom in that much. It's very blurry, which makes it even worse for trying to see check check these kind. Of, you literally look at pixels, not frames. Yeah. And it's really yeah. hard to choose what, what decision it is. But like I said, I think you have to back. I think you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's not a handball. It's not clear. Like you said with the offside. If it's not clear, you can't give them. But, yeah. but the FRLs need to sort, of, sort, sort out because they need to clear that up because it's not clear at all. It doesn't mention anything about the stipulation where the keeper has his foot in the, goal, in the, in the box and it's fine. Or the keeper has yeah. to have the full ball in his box. It doesn't say anything. It just says the keeper handballs it. Mm. It's a, doesn't really say anything, which is the main issue with these. With these. Why is it so debatable? The, the rules aren't clear. Yeah. The rules are very vague. So, no, I think that sums up the whole debate with VR, is the rules are unclear. And it's very much down to yeah. the interpretation over VAR. It makes it really tough mm-hmm. for the referees trying to decide it, because whatever they do, they're going to get slated, aren't they? Really. Yeah. For a lot of these decisions, because they're so tight. Where they say, they've got absolute people everywhere. And it's a pretty awful situation, like the Mike Dean situation, right, with the to his family like it's not it's not right and, yeah. and it's really hard for referees that they're under a lot an awful lot of scrutiny an awful lot you have to understand that like they're human beings yeah. as well they have feelings as well <laughs> even if they don't look, even, <laughs> yeah. even, even if they don't look like on the field they yeah. have feelings but they do it's it's like really it's really hard really hard to deal with. yeah yeah do you want to do you, want, do you want any final words on VAR mate uh <sighs> no, <laughs> stress. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we've covered most of what I want to say about VAR. We might do a future one, more more VAR, because inevitably there'll be more there'll be more controversy to discuss. So, but we'll leave VAR pretty much at that. Apart from what yeah. Thing. Well, I thought it'd be really fun to see <laughs> what uh, historic football moments mm-hmm. we wish VAR could have overturned. Now we've come. I, I, I've added one since you've been reading no, this. No, no, I, no, I, no, about this. I noticed. Um, um, a very controversial one. I want to I just add another one, and that is Diego Maradona's hand of God against England in the yeah. 1970 World Cup semi final. I think that's one that England fans everywhere wish could be overturned. Cause it, it changes the game completely if that's not. Not given. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's. But yeah. As much as the man's dead now, it's blatant cheating, and he knows he's a cheat, and he knew it till his grave. Yeah. Okay. He knew he cheated. He just denied it the entire yeah. time. But yeah, that was an awful one. But we have we have we have a couple of each. So I'm going to start with 
probably the most controversial one of the last decade was the Lampard one against Germany in the World Cup. But Lampard is on the, on the edge of the box, probably. Shoots. Uh, it goes, hits the bar. It bounces down over the line. And ben, About five yards over the line. Uh, yeah, miles, so over, far miles over. <laughs> it bounces out again. And then Manuel Neuer throws it away. Away from the goal. Yep. If VAR is there, or, oh, sorry, goal and technology is there, that is a goal. That moment provoked goal and technology to be introduced because that was so awfully done. Yep. And that, Agreed. that sparked the whole debate about VAR. And wasn't it as well, that. it was like 2-1 at the time, so that gets England right back into that game, because we went on yeah. to lose that game 4-2, no, but four, that gets England yeah. right back into that game. So we, lost, we, lost, yeah, so we lost that game 4-1. If that goes 2-2 two, two there, that's, that, that's yeah. huge. Because I think, yeah. I can't remember who scored for Germany before, but Matthew Upson scored a goal back for us from a header, yeah. for a corner. And then if yeah, Lamp- yeah. that Lampard goal, Lampard goal stands, that is a different game. David James has not conceded four goals in that game. Simple as. Yeah. That, that is a huge turning point. That changed the perspective of the whole thing quite, mm-hmm. quite dramatically. What, what, I know, you, yep. I know you, have, you have a couple to quickly talk about. Go on. Uh, quickly, I'm just going to say Champions League semi-final, Chelsea versus Barcelona, 2000 and eight or nine, I want to say, I think, one of those two. I think it was nine. Uh, the, the biggest, biggest, biggest red flags ever in Co- that game. Biggest cock-ups. There are so... There are so that that is the most rigged game of football I've ever watched in my entire life, and it led to Drogba being like, "It's a disgrace! It's a disgrace!" Because it was a disgrace. There should have been two Barcelona players sent off instead of one. All right, there should have been. We should have had four penalties. Okay, four penalties. Like it's ridiculous. And Barcelona went on to win it as well because yeah. I think it was because they didn't want to have. This is just a rumor. I'm not saying this has definitely happened. Okay. But they didn't want to have the same Champions League final two years in a row, where it was Chelsea versus Man United, then Chelsea versus Man United again. Mm. Because I believe we would have won it then at Wembley against Man United, but um, whatever. See, <laughs> not not... No, it was in Rome. Right. It was in Rome, wasn't it? I don't I'm know not, what about. I'm not sure. But anyway, you, you searched us. I just searched us to Google right now. There is, there's a, and when you type in the Chelsea Barcelona, the referee comes up straight away. Yeah. His name comes up straight away. And. I'm reading about this. Drogba was banned for three ma- three matches. A single was banned for two matches. And Chelsea got an eighty-five thousand pound fine in proper conduct on their, from their fans and players. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I, Why? I don't understand how you could how that happens. Because it's completely reasonable because they are all red card. They're all penalties. The, the, There's the, some obvious yeah. obvious handballs in there. You're not wrong. There are some awful decisions in that game. There was one. There was one. I think it was a foul on Balak in the area, and the referee was about two feet away from it, and he looked at it and didn't give it. As a clear foul. Like, but yeah, anyway. I mean, the players don't have to verbally abuse the referee, but in this occasion, he got it so wrong. Like, I know we yeah. said about humans making errors, but that is just unbelievably wrong, decision-wise. Yep. Right, so we've got, we've had that one. That 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 was very controversial. Yeah. We had the the famous Aspilicueta offside against Cardiff. In, <laughs> was, that, was that last season? Or season before. Uh, two seasons ago. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, Yeah, it wasn't season before because of the VR came in last season. Uh, but yeah, that. That was that was dreadful because I've, that... I've never seen like it was miles offside, and because of Williams Afro, this is literally <laughs> the reason Cardiff got relegated because of Williams Afro essentially because <laughs> he, he he was blocking the the linesman's view. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, so it, it's not intentionally, no, but it just happened. Like, it just happened like that. It's one of those things. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's if VL had been there, I would have turned because he was so miles offside. And then like I said, Cardiff, yeah. got, Cardiff got relegated. 
Neil Warnock was unbelievably fuming. I don't blame him either because it was so far offside. It was an yep. awful decision. The last one you added, which is one you, you just thought of, is a, yep. is a very good example which would have had VR of Tenet. Go on. Uh, Thierry Henry Handball versus Ireland in the World Cup qualifiers. I don't know. I think Ireland needed to win it to like get yeah. into the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, correct. And France would have not been in the World Cup because they were bad back then. Which would, apparently, which would have been huge, even though they had Henri. That'd have been huge if, our, if France hadn't yeah. made it. It's better when the Netherlands didn't and, make it a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and Thierry Henry has just blatantly cheated. He's literally put his hand up and controlled the ball with his hand. Like that's all and, I have to say about it. And then scored. And, and then won the game. And then France. scored. Yeah, and the Ireland fans so, were unbelievably angry about that. I don't blame them either, because it neither. It was clearly, clearly a handball, and then it yep. would have, wouldn't have never counted. It would have got yellow card as well. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, those are just some things that VR would have solved in the past. Very sadly, it didn't exist then. Very sad, but you know, hopefully, it might stop some moments of that happening in the future. Hopefully. Well, you hope so. <laughs> so that was our little. Debate on VAR. We'll be back for more VAR chat, guys. Oh, <laughs> Come mate, on, mate. There's so much content on VAR. You could talk for days on it. But anyway, we're going to move on to our <laughs> final section of the show now, which is the guest the player section of this. Um, my turn this week after Dan's last week. Hope you all got uh, Iron Robin last week. Uh, I know some people did. Some people didn't bother messaging us about it, but you know that's their problem. Hopefully they got it. Um, I thought so. The first, the first one. Uh, the Irish bloke. Uh, who actually was that again? Um, Shea Given. Shea Given, thank you for my I completely forgot who it was. Yeah, Shea Given was first week, in case you had forgotten. Shea Given, Iron Robin. This week, three clues. You ready, Dan? Yep. So, the, guess the player. First clue is six foot four centre back. I know it's quite a vague Ooh. clue to start with. There's quite a lot of those. There's a lot of four <laughs> centre backs. Uh, he has played for 11 clubs in his career. That's like permanent clubs, by the way. Um, yeah. Including Wickham Wanderers. Oh. Wickham Wanderers fans out there, Jack and Jamie, might, might. Um, and final clue, he played for Newcastle 169 times. Most of those appearances in the Prem. So, Dan, any, uh, you, got any, you got any ideas in your head? No. <laughs> I know you had some ideas Absolutely. earlier. Absolutely. No clue. No, really? Oh, wow. Well, no. well, everyone, do have a treat to try and work this one out. Dan can't get it. Can you? I'm, I'm expecting some some, results, some responses in from you guys. I know Jamie got the one last week. Jamie? You did. You're on. Well done, mate. You're on. Can you get this one? Well, exactly. Um, before before we go, yes, okay. I just want to shout out our, our socials. Yes. So we are at Gen Football Pod on Twitter. Yep. And we are Generation Football Podcast on Instagram. And also... Be sure to leave us a review and stuff like that on here, on yeah. on whatever whatever po- uh, podcast platform you listen to us yes, on. Yes, we are now, very very helpful. We are now on Apple Podcasts. I've discovered so if you, oh. you can listen on there as well. Um, and drop us a review on there because I know they do reviews on Apple. So please do. But yes, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Dan, for joining me. Thank you, Toby, for having me again for the yeah. third episode. I can't believe it. You're probably haven't replaced me yet. Mate, mate, <laughs> mate. Not long yet, don't worry. <laughs> oh, mate. mate I'll, I'll get Peter Crouch to replace you. Oh, fantastic. Mate. Well, you might have cost a bit more than me because I'm free. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, back at the regular time, for some more yes. 
prediction fun. Uh, we'll speak to you guys then. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.